the blast from our past network. Supernatural, Halloween, exploitation, slashers, and everything in between. Welcome to the Podcasting After Dark Watch List, the show where a guest chooses a topic and the hosts, along with the guest, discuss their top five favorites. Light a candle, hide your Ouija board, and enjoy the Podcasting After Dark Watch List. Welcome to another episode of Podcasting After Dark Watch List. I'm your host, Corey, and this week I am joined by Dan D. of the Mastermind Team's Robcast, or the MTR Podcast uh, for short. And uh, Dan, how's it going, buddy? It's going really good, Corey. I'm really happy to be here, man. This is exciting. Oh, dude. (laughs) First off, first off, everybody, Dan and I had some crazy false starts trying to get this episode off the ground. Oh, we absolutely need to tell this story because I think it's two weeks now we've been trying to get this together and at least this is the third attempt. Yes, this yeah. is the third attempt, and it's clearly it's working, so we're all good. Thank goodness. But yeah, so the the first week uh, was was uh, a my bad as as it as it were, and uh, I totally I was that asshole. I fucking flaked. It was the day that we interviewed Jeanette Goldstein for yeah. for the interview series from she's from Aliens, Vasquez and Aliens, Which and. Is awesome. uh, that, thanks, man. And then I, I had like a two-hour dentist appointment Ooh. right after, and my it just my mind was fucking fried that day, and I just didn't even like hear from Dan. And I mean, I felt so bad. I had this like nagging feeling in the back of my head that something was missing, something was wrong. Um, and then we kind of synced up, and I I apologized yeah. my fucking ass off. But I, dude, on air, Dan, let me just say I'm so sorry. I didn't even uh, get in touch with you. I figured, well, the Vasquez interview probably went over. Uh, Corey's a cool enough guy. He would have gotten in touch with me. Maybe something's going on. We'll touch base this weekend. I wasn't too like pressed about it. Yeah. I was like, I know they were really busy, so something must have happened. And then Rob <laughs> well, got in touch with me, and he was like, yo, you need to get in touch with Corey. You need to get in touch with him. Get in touch with him and find out what happened. Well, the worst part is, is that Rob hits me up the next day, and he's like, he's like, um, he said something like, hey, how did the interview with my boy Dan go? And I'm like, oh, I don't think that shit's not until, like, next month. And then I was like, mm, let me go check. And then I checked, and I was like, fuck. Because, like, like just to peel the, the curtains back even further, um, like, we kind of uh, ramped up me and my pal Tess uh, for the other one of the other podcasts. We've like ramped up like guest spots and stuff, and I've started to become like a little stressed about it because I, I never like I I've never wanted to like keep a schedule, you know. And I'm yeah. always kind of looking like one week out, and uh, but it's like it's necessary and it's something that we're gonna grow with. Oh, but yeah. the the moment that I sort of flaked on you was the 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 turning point that I said, okay, I need to get a handle on this, and I like spent the whole day like making like a Google calendar for myself and you know so it would never happen again yeah. and uh and i just felt terrible and i was like this is not what i wanted i didn't want to like ever flake on somebody it's like oh, such yeah. a hollywood like asshole thing to do you know and just an asshole it's just an asshole thing to do Ow, so i, I like, didn't Fuck. think you were an asshole well i appreciate that that's <laughs> mighty nice of you and yeah, i don't deserve that for sure oh. but our second time, our second time trying to sync up, Dan had a little bit of a, a technical snafu yeah, well, on his end. Well, see, the funny thing is we forgot a part. This is actually the fourth time we're trying to record this because oh, yeah. we were going to do it on Tuesday, 
and I came down with like the worst sinus cold flu thing uh, I've had in a while. And I, you know, I've been podcasting long enough. You you definitely don't want to podcast with a cold, no. or when you don't at least sound ninety percent like yourself, because I it would have sounded like um. Oh, I don't know, like Orson Welles down in a hollowed out <laughs> tube or something. It would have just been really kind of you. You really, you probably would have wanted to take some Tylenol after listening to the episode. <laughs> uh, but you were really cool about like rescheduling. And then it was Friday. We go to do everything. I've got Skype hooked up, and the off-brand garbage webcam that I bought from Amazon on Amazon Day of all things uh, broke. completely broke and i went out yeah right so i went out yesterday got me a logitech i can't stress enough how much i love logitech uh, i know we're not even getting sponsored by it but go always go with logitech right yeah yeah even if they never wanted to sponsor me ever they could point their finger in my face and say we're never going to sponsor you that's okay i love your stuff it is awesome stuff (laughs) you know so we're you know finally good to go and we're doing this and i'm just so happy to be here it's uh, podcast after dark is a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Oh man. I, I appreciate that, bro. I appreciate. And, uh, and the MTR podcast, I love you guys. You and Rob have such a, a great rapport together and you guys, you talk about fun stuff and, uh, you know, you're a star Wars fan. So, you know, I, I knew we were going to connect <laughs> and you love horror movies and you love sci-fi movies. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. but definitely. I, I just want to really quick, uh, you guys uh, plug, I, I just want to plug Mastermind Team's Robcast. So if you go on po- um, Apple Podcasts or something, yep. go check them out. Mastermind Team's Robcast. And you and Rob are on there. But uh, Dan, you also have another podcast, don't you? Or is this your main one? Uh, the Mastermind Team's Robcast is our main one. Uh, okay. There are, I run my own thing called Emo Kid Dance Party, which okay. is just a weird mixtape that I, it's, it's emo music that I yell ridiculous things over the beats or i yell (laughs) things right before the music comes in it's just a silly excuse to put together mixtapes but i have fun with it but there's a lot of different shows on the network something for everybody i like to think that's great. That's I mean, <laughs> and and the 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 great thing is, is that you know we're we're a little nice little retro network over here, podcasters. Yeah. You guys are nice little fun. You guys aren't retro themed, but you're just a podcast network, a bunch of like minded individuals having a good time. And honestly, like I, I love seeing that. And you mentioned it earlier off air, but uh, I'm gonna steal what you said okay. and uh, and say I like to. Uh, I also like to promote other you know podcasts that I love and everything. Oh, and yeah. that's what that's what Watchlist is for was to give um, other you know shows a chance to kind of come on our show and and you know just have fun and interact hang hang out network interact you know the whole thing and and have a good time and talk movies but uh but yeah you guys are are great man and i i can't stress enough how much how enjoyable the podcast is um so yeah go check out mastermind teams robcast (laughs) thank you (laughs) that's awesome yeah man yeah, and you know we're like eight minutes into this thing, but uh, Dan, why don't you tell me and the listeners what we're doing for the watch list this week? Okay, uh, well, for those who are familiar with the show already, uh, we're going to take five movies, list them from uh, five to one, uh, based on a theme. And I really tried putting some thought into this theme because I love if it's one thing I love, it's horror, sci-fi. I love the '80s. I love the like 70s special effects and all of that stuff. Um, I, I'm an original lit geek from high school. So the Edgar Allan Poe theme of, you know, nothing in the dark is more scary than 
what's in the what you know what you know is in the dark sorry um I, I love it. So I thought for the theme for this episode could be uh, top five creeping dread movies. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's cool. I love that. And and it's interesting because, you know, I feel like it's it's kind of subjective, you know, like yes. what we consider dreadful. So I'm not quite sure if our if I'm gonna have some outside of the, you know, ballpark picks or whatever, but these are all that I went with my gut and yeah. was kinda like, you know, did I feel kind of gross afterwards? Or, you know, not necessarily gross, but just like not freaked right. out by the whole thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. not right. I don't exactly. feel right inside. Like there's just something going on. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. I, the what was the word you just used? Um, subjective. That's that is definitely the key word of my list. I feel like uh Maybe two, three of my movies could be subjective. Like that's not creeping dread, brah. But I yeah. feel like I feel like it qualifies in a certain way, and I can't wait to uh, get into the meat and potatoes of this. Yeah, yeah, and I'll probably obviously I'll, I'll you know we'll explain our picks and whatnot yes. if, they, if they seem weird or whatever. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. Some of them might be like, oh, but that's just like you know crazy horror, normal horror. But I'm like, yeah, yeah but at the end it makes me feel gross, unlike other movies. So yep. yeah, we'll we'll dive into that, and I love it. I love that that pick uh, for a topic. So I'm I'm super excited. But can we just really quick talk about the fact that you're in Baltimore? Yes, yes, we can talk about that. <laughs> and, uh, and about the fact that I'm from, well, I'm, I'm from Maryland, and uh, I went to college at Towson University, so Baltimore was kind of like my stomping ground in the college years, uh, you know, Fells Point and all that kind of oh, stuff. Yeah. But the funny thing is, uh, we kind of like linked up, um, you know, you, you and me, you, me, and Rob, we kind of linked up on Instagram before I knew you were from Baltimore and like we were already talking about doing a watch list and then all of a sudden I saw you guys post something and like the location was like Baltimore and I was like are you guys in Baltimore (laughs) so dude I'm so fucking stoked dude where where are you if you don't I mean you don't have to like obviously say um, super well I mean originally I'm from Highland Town which is in the inner city of Baltimore uh since high school my family moved out to the Parkville Kearney area and mm-hmm. that's where I've chosen to stay. I mean, it's it's a great area. Uh, I've always said that uh, Parkville Kearney is like the nexus of the universe because you can basically get anywhere, uh, city, further county, Towson, within 30 minutes. Towson yeah. is maybe a 20-minute drive at most. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. And and I used to like live in like White Marsh yep. uh, back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, White Marsh. I was... I was running around White Marsh and Golden Ring Mall before I was even 10 years old. Like, my mom would just take me on mall dates, you know? And yeah, dude, gosh, I know. Yeah, oh, man, this area. Oh, Baltimore. <laughs> oh, Baltimore. Well, I mean, I, I still get back home to Maryland. My mom's side of the family is pretty much all around Montgomery County area, like Gaithersburg, okay. Silver Spring. Um, I technically grew up in Olney, and, uh, which is, like, a little bit north of Silver Spring. But um, my dad's side of the family is sort of, like, all over the place place but yeah uh, my wife and I are gonna head back this summer um in August to see my mom to do for her birthday and to do a crab feast because my wife my wife's born and raised in LA so she wants to try like crabs and has she never had a steamed crab um I no she has not because when when she did go visit one time in Maryland it was Christmas time so we might have had we might have gone to like G&M and had a crab cake but I don't think um uh, oh oh, G&M oh so good man I love crab cakes but um, oh absolutely absolutely 
we may have to try to uh, to link up um, in August uh, when I'm when I'm home and see if we can uh, grab a beer or something. That that'd would be, be a lot of fun. I will <laughs> hold you to too. that. That would be a lot of fun. Silly. That'd fun. be fun. Cool shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So yeah. I mean, shit. We can probably talk about all kinds of Maryland shit all day long, but I'm sure everyone oh, is like, is like, oh, we're not from Maryland. Talk about the Creeping Dread movies. <laughs> all right, Dan. <laughs> Actually, that kind of makes me. I might have to pitch to Rob an idea about a podcast where it's like. It, you know, come to Baltimore. It's a it's a podcast about Baltimore just for people who've never been to Baltimore. That might be an <laughs> oh idea. Oh my god, it might I'm be an Baltimore. idea in the works there. <laughs> well, you guys definitely have to do a um, an episode where all the different Robcasts get together, and you guys all have like one episode <laughs> where that you can go, cool. and you guys can swap it all around within the Robcast. That would be that would be dope. That would be interesting. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> oh man. All right, buddy. Um, well, as per usual, I'm going to let the guest kick it off with. Oh with number five okay. and uh if one of yours or one of mine is uh you know higher mm-hmm. or lower we'll go with the lower one so like for example if your number five is like my number three mm-hmm. we will discuss it together when we get to my number three sounds so, good and and when you when you announce one we'll just or i announce one just say mm-hmm. if it's on your list or not you know absolutely so, and yeah. now well i was gonna say before we begin I, uh mm-hmm. let's uh show a uh what is it Crap, a moment of thanks or something, because we both agreed not to put one movie on our list, which immediately I was like, son of a bitch, Corey, that was on my list immediately. (laughs) Number one with a bullet. Number one was the thing. Yeah, my that was my number one too, yep. and and I was like, yeah, I, I totally forgot to mention this uh, because of all the chaos we've gone through. But yeah, <laughs> we had the caveat. Um, I, all of a sudden, I was just thinking, I was like, put my list together, and I was like, you know what? I bet Dan's gonna have the thing as number one as well. Oh, yeah. Everyone's gonna have the thing as number one. So let's make this more interesting and say you cannot put the fucking thing on your list because it is the quintessential is. creeping dread film. It so, really, really is truly. Yes. Um, so so th- thank you for bringing that up. Oh, oh absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I was going to say, we can't do a, a, a Creeping Dread movie list without at least acknowledging the thing. God bless you, John Carpenter. But, God bless you, John Carpenter. Uh, my, uh, so my number five, uh, and I feel like this one might be one of the more subjective ones on the list, uh, 1981's Halloween 2. Oh, okay, okay. As Yeah, I just watched that just recently because how the Halloween franchise was never sort of my cup of tea although yeah. I love 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 number 1 mm-hmm. I was always a Jason kid growing up all the Friday the 13th stuff and uh I know and I so basically I just discovered part 3 in my adult life love part 3 I think it's amazing it's really? so weird I love it I love it wow. as an adult I have no nostalgia to it whatsoever and then I just discovered part 2 just within last Halloween did not like it at all but Really? I see what you're saying. It is a creeping dread film. It, it's more creeping dread than number one is. Right? I will give it that. Because, like, my, my favorite thing, because, and I'm the exact opposite, Corey. Like, you grew up with Friday the 13th. I didn't actually watch Friday until I was maybe almost 20. Uh, okay. uh, Michael Myers has always been number one for me. Uh, and the first movie was so good. So good. But number two for me is better just because it's like I love movies that are a direct continuation. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the characters don't know what's out there, but you know what's out there, and you know Michael Myers is coming. And they're just preparing because at a certain point, Loomis Loomis just knows everything. You know, Donald Pleasance was such a wonder in that movie. Um, and it's really all about that first part of the movie, getting up to Michael Myers, getting to the hospital, and then all hell breaking loose. 
because yeah. I do I do love Creeping Dread, but I do love it when a Creeping Dread movie uh, decides to uh, just ramp it up to eleven as soon as the monster gets to where he's going. Yeah, you know? yeah, like because yeah. all mm-hmm. hell breaks loose after he gets to the hospital. Um, I still attest that uh, Halloween Two has the best uh, murder boob scene. Out of any <laughs> of the 80s gratuitous boob movies, uh, the hot tub, the one hot nurse getting in the hot yeah. tub with the doctor, and she's like, oh, hey. And he – Michael Myers burn – I'm trying to think of the right way to say this. He burn drowns her. <laughs> like yes. She's already dead by the time she's drowned, and her boobs are out the whole time, and it's like you feel different after that movie. Yeah. You really, truly do. <laughs> It has a lot of good things that I wanted to like about it. Um, I, 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 I mean, now I get it when people like say that the other sequels after that, it's like Michael Myers clearly exploded in this and Loomis did too. And I do enjoy the fact that it was very much a bookend film. Like it was one and two together. Although we all know that, that uh, John Carpenter didn't really want to do number two. Um, and the whole like sister brother thing was kind of like him saying, ah, fuck it, whatever. I don't care. Um, but it, but if you now I kind of can can look at one, two and three all together and be like, oh, I see what you guys were trying to do with that. And yeah. that's really cool. And I liked his bloody eyes in number two, the the mask, how it had those two runny mm-hmm. like teardrop things. Um, and I did like how it all just sort of ended with her uh, him sort of exploding. I was a little uh, not off put, but I was a little surprised by the lack of Jamie Lee Curtis in the film. And I was true, like, yeah. I was like, huh, interesting. And does she have a wig in that movie? You know, I re- I've never looked into that. Her hair I really is don't know. very weird. It is. I do, it's a little bushy, but I like it. I, I yeah. don't know if that's a, a fact of that movie or not. I'm going to have to look into that. No, I, mean, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I was I was like, huh, her hair's kind of weird. And maybe it's because, you know, they filmed it a, like a year or so later mm-hmm. and they had to have her hair match, you know, what her hair looked like before. But, I mean, hey, man, more Jamie Lee Curtis is always A-OK in my book, you know? Amen. <laughs> I feel the exact same way. <laughs> all right man well my number five is another yeah like yeah i don't know it's it's a little bit more horror-y a little bit more action-y but uh-huh. still at the end of the day it made me feel gross at the end and it made me feel like you know what's the opposite of feeling like everything is right in the world it just made me feel like everything is sort of wrong in the world and uh that's the 2007 the mist Ooh. And it's not just because that ending was so horrific with, like, you know, him killing everyone right. in the car and then finding out that, you know, the, the the thing kind of ends. It's just like, yeah, it's the whole entire movie. You don't quite know where it's going to go. The, the you know, you don't quite know what's attacking them, but yeah. you can't go outside. And it's just it, just stepping outside into, like, a normal, what used to be just, you know, minutes ago, mm-hmm. used to be a normal environment is now a hostile environment at all points. There's no, like one killer that's after you it's like you've been transported to an entirely hostile environment but what makes it freaky is that it looks like the environment that sh- it was always friendly and nice you yeah. know oh. because this this mist kind of overcame the town and you know you never knew like how far it went and obviously like 
I mean, you know, everyone says how how you know gut wrenching the ending is, but also the the book ending was was not as like impactfully gut wrenching. Mm-hmm. But just the fact that the mist was never ending, like that's terrifying too. Like like there's no safe haven on Earth anymore. Right? Like that's that's freaky too. But yeah, man, I assume uh, you've you've seen the mist, right? Oh, absolutely. I love that movie, and I actually am a little ashamed of myself because in the creation of my list, I didn't think to put the mist on there. Like at all. And I do I love that movie so much that I, I bought the DVD specifically for the black and white version. Because yeah, you know, oh, yes. Yeah, yes, like yep. one of the special features is hey, you can watch it in black and white. There you go. Thomas Jane screaming in black and white. It's the best thing ever. I I it has for me, The Mist has the distinction of being the first DVD that I ever bought blindly without seeing the movie. Oh. And I watched it twice in one day. I watched the the reg, regular version, loved it so much that I watched the black and white version with it because I got the I got the special edition with that came with the book, the the mist like nice. book and everything. Yeah, I was like, this is awesome. And you know, you, when you get older, you you know yourself. You so see, you're like, okay, I, I think I'm gonna like this. I'm pretty sure I'm gonna like this. The second the second and only other movie that I've ever bought without seeing the movie first was Battle Los Angeles and that was not as memorable as The Mist. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I think I've never actually seen that movie. It's okay. You're not missing much. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> All right, buddy. What is your number four pick? Uh number four for me would be a oh, it's uh nineteen eighty eight's Hellbound, Hellraiser two. Ooh, good one. That's that's my personal favorite of the uh, Hellraiser movies, Mine and too. not just because it has Gorman from Aliens in it. <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I just I I don't know what it is. Um, it, it, really, it's all about getting to the box because the whole time you know we're going back, yeah. and as soon as I as soon as you get there, it's just bad. Just always. And I remember the first time I saw this movie, it was with a friend. And it was when the doctor, what is his name? Chandler or Chenander? I can't remember the doctor's yeah, yeah, name. The, in the that main movie. Ba- yeah, yeah, the main bad the, one. Yep, the main baddie. When he, when Pinhead takes him down and starts making him into the Leviathan Cenobite, I remember thinking, you know what? I would die right here. I would die because I'm not going to, like, I will die of fear from that worm going to my mouth. And my friend looks at me and says, you realize by this point you're already dead, right? It's just yeah. going to go on and on forever. You have no recourse from this. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. I just, I have to be a good person because I can't go to this version of hell. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> I've always been, it's probably, obviously, uh, my Catholic background, Um even though I'm not at all like religious, there's always still that fear of hell to me. Right. And, and one of my biggest fears or one of the things that just freaks me out the most in movies is when a character goes to hell that wouldn't have been deserving in the first place. Now I want to think drag me to hell is, is one of those things. But the, the funny thing is like during the course of her trying to get out of it, mm-hmm. you, she kind of becomes the person that is deserving of it. Right. But for example, how about, um, what about event horizon? Um, where at the Ooh. end, Lawrence Fishburne, you know, he sacrifices himself to save his other, the remaining crew members that he has yeah. but by doing so he goes to hell. Like, like, d- 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 like if hell exists, 
does and you don't deserve to go can like an angel come and save you like what the fuck does that mean like that terrifies the shit out of me you know and, and and hellraiser falls into that like what if you just happen to open the box by accident because you're you know whatever yep. you know you're fucking with it you're just and you you're don't just deserve a little tiffany lost in a world full of puzzles and you just want to solve some puzzles that's all you want to do right <laughs> thank, thank god for her though because like I actually was watching that movie maybe a week or two ago. Just, yeah, like the drag out with the Cenobites. I definitely felt wrong after that movie uh, because I, Chatterbox is a child. Like that was the one thing I remember, the one big reveal where I was like, whoa, you know, Chatterbox was just a a little boy. Oh, no. And he was my favorite Cenobite. So seeing that, that he was like, at that time, like younger than probably us when we watched it. Yeah. But like, like still, like you don't usually see someone your age in that sort of scenario or younger. And yeah. So yeah, like that, that was freaky to me. I, I always, I always latched onto that too, as the chatterer being, being a kid. I was like, oh, that's, oh, that's still, that's freaky. And all I wanted to know was like, how did he become Chatterbox, you know? Cause it was just one of those things. They may have, uh, they may have divulged into that stuff. I don't think divulged is the right word I want to use there, but I'm going to use it anyway. Uh, they may have discussed that stuff in the comic books, like I, where I the original so. Cenobites came from. But I, you know, yeah. I never really read the comics. I was I was no. much more about the movie franchise. Agreed. Uh, I tried to get into the comics a little bit. Uh, I think I think Marvel slash Epic had the license for a bit, and oh. then. Now it's over at I don't think it's a dark horse. Things like IDW or something like that. But Probably they've rebooted IDW. the f- yeah. They've they've done multiple like versions. And yeah, I I would actually like to see you know like what the history of the original Cenobites are. But like outside of that, I don't really care. You know, other Cenobites, I don't <laughs> yeah. really care. Nah. Uh, I I do like I do remember part three being not terrible and on the you know out there in the instagram world i you know i do hear rumblings that part three isn't that bad i would like to go back and and revisit it have you seen it in a while it's been a good while since i've seen hellraiser 3 but i'd be willing to go back and watch that movie again give it a try i can't remember wasn't it after three that they decided screw it we're just gonna sell off the franchise to whoever wants to make a movie yeah, and then we after had, like, part three, dead like yeah. not deadites, but like the dead online one. There's another one where somebody mm-hmm. bought the bed off of eBay. Like, I yeah. get out of here. Yeah, one no, through that, three, that, and I'm good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's kind of a kind of like the Return of the Living Dead uh, franchise. One through three is all that counts, and then rave to the grave and all the other crappy straight to video spinoffs or no bullshit. Amen. So, all right, so I my <clears throat> number four pick. Um, I think exemplifies the creeping aspect of Creeping Dread Ooh. very well. And it is the 2014 It Follows. Now, I, I will agree with you, but before you start, I'm going to, I just, I have to do this. Boo! <laughs> Boo! Oh my God, I hate that movie so much. I, I, I don't like being negative. I don't. Mm-hmm. But sometimes... You have to stand up in a theater after a movie and boo. And that is exactly <laughs> what I did. My exact uh, wordage after those credits rolled was, where the fuck did she get a seashell Kindle? Like, there were so many <laughs> annoying things with that movie for me. 
I, I don't know. I feel like I said I wanted to get the rights to do the second It Follows, and we were going to call it It Follows 2. It still follows. <laughs> you know? I, I, That's I, clever. I'll I'll latch. I'll give you I'll give you that one. Um, as far as hating it, I I loved it, man. Uh, I thought it was great. I loved the aesthetic of it. I loved the music. It came out like during a time when uh, uh like the, the movie The Guest. Have you ever seen that with yes. Dan Stevens? Oh, such like, a good movie. I kind of put the two of them together uh, as far as just sort of like that it has a retro 80s vibe to it even though it's like made currently it does um, yeah it does and it follows but um <laughs> but uh just... I, I love the guest dude i think i think the guest is awesome that's one of my one of my like modern cult classic favorites i definitely like the guest over it follows and uh, <laughs> like i said i totally agree with you on the creeping dread part because it's yeah. just a never-ending slow burn of this monster trying to get you but for me, as a writer <laughs> and a long-standing fan of certain tropes, uh, yeah. it it was it was I, it, blah blah is my review. <laughs> but I will say this: I did love the music. At, yeah. at a certain point in the theater, <laughs> this I took my ex-girlfriend to see the movie because she wanted to see it. There was another couple sitting in front of us. At a certain point, we were so fed up with the movie. Every time there was silence, one of the four of us would start doing the music. You know, like, do, 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 do. Actually, that's the music from uh, Manos, The Hands of Fate with Torgo. But still, we were making up the music in the dead air spots. And that was probably my most favorite thing. Oh, man. But I give you All kudos right. for that one. That's a good one. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that, that, is, that is some venom right there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, you I know say. what? I, I love – I don't care. I love opinions, man. I love it when people – like, like I don't care if it's a different opinion than mine. I just love people that are passionate about something. And yes, yeah. you are clearly – and your passion, your 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 hatred for It Follows <laughs> definitely outweighs my love for it. And I do love it, but you really hate it. Oh, so uh, I paid the money. <laughs> I sat there through the whole thing. Look – Again, and it goes back. I own it on Blu-ray, so I'm just saying, I can't, I can't, I'm not going to be able to change your mind. Oh, <laughs> I love it. Well, this goes back to something else we talked about off camera, um, chewing in movies. Because the last bit, the like the last soliloquy of this movie is the girl in the hospital reading off of her seashell Kindle, chewing. And it's. I, it's in, everything you hate. <laughs> it is the absolute worst in Dolby Digital. I swear to goodness. Go if they revive that movie, go see it in a theater. And when they get to her chewing, you're gonna go mad. You'll just go mad. Now I did hear some uh, another podcast talking about the fact that it's it's supposed to be like no specific time, and that's why all the TVs mm. are kind of tube TVs. But then there's sort of cell phones. But then there's old cars, yeah. and then there's like a weird sort of uh, yeah the seashell Kendall. So they they said that it was um, done on purpose to kind of give it this weird out of time quality that you can't really pinpoint when it's supposed to take place. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't think that's really going to help. Yeah. I was, was going to say, I don't think that helps you. <laughs> it worked. I mean, oh, I couldn't pinpoint that movie for a damn second. <laughs> <laughs> All right, buddy. Uh, what is your, what is your number three pick? Number three for me. Wait a minute. Oh, lost my place. Uh, number three for me would be 1981's the howling. Oh, bud, that is my favorite werewolf movie. I love The Howling, and I eyeballed that, but, but you know, it doesn't give me bad, like, like gross feelings, yeah. like what we were sort of looking for, because at the end, I'm like, man, I want to be a werewolf, so. <laughs> <laughs> I felt the exact opposite. I okay. didn't want to be a werewolf. I was like, oh, God, I don't, 
there there are so many transformations in that movie mm-hmm. that are such a, a draw out where like I, I still think that um what is it American Werewolf in London has one of the best transformation scenes yeah. ever uh, but there is something about the howling and the multiple transformations uh it, it it's just something to it I just can't put my finger on it, it just fills me with a certain sense of dread uh along with that I'm a I'm a big fan of the who can you trust trope uh and that movie holds it a little bit where it's like holy crap you know by the end you're like holy crap everybody's a werewolf oh no uh it's it's one of those things for me okay okay so so you latch on to like a you wouldn't want to be a werewolf uh and and so you wouldn't want to be on their end of things and b you wouldn't want to be stuck in that situation because yeah it sucks like you can't even go to the sheriff because the sheriff is uh slim slim pickens i think it was right exactly Um, yeah, and when he's the boyfriend a gets hurt, they're like, "Oh, you can't travel. Oh, great, we're stuck here." Is what you're saying? Yeah. Great, great. Yeah. Oh, dude. I and for me, the reason I love the howling is because I'm very particular about my werewolves. Mm. One, I like them to stand up on two legs, and I like them to have that that bent like wo- like wolf back leg. You know, like yes. they do in the howling, where it kind of hooks. You know, and go. Yeah. You know, you know mm-hmm. like how dog back legs are they're when haunches. they stand. Yeah, they're haunches. I, I like that. Um. I love how big the ears are on the howling werewolves, and a must is the long snout. I yes. hate. I don't like the Lon Chaney short snout werewolf. You know the <laughs> no. snub snout. Yeah. I, I love like the wolf long snout one. Um, my second favorite werewolf movie is Dog Soldiers. Okay, I don't think I've ever, ever seen s- that. No, I've never actually. I, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but I've never heard of this movie. Okay, have you seen The Descent about the ladies who go oh, yeah. cave diving? Okay, the same director. His first movie was Dog Soldiers, and it is um, it's it's he's he's European, so it's like uh, there it's 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 soldiers in the woods doing like military maneuvers. Hmm. Uh, so they're not they don't actually have guns that that really fire, yeah. um, but they become besieged by a bunch of uh, werewolves, and they get stuck in a like a house in the middle of the woods, being besieged by a bunch of werewolves. And there's no it's like aliens meets a werewolf movie. There's no like That's who's dope. a werewolf, who's not. There's no transformation. The werewolves are just werewolves the entire time, and they're like they're like nine feet tall, like super thin, but they had they're the standing on their haunches. Yeah. They have the super long snout the super long ears dude if you like werewolf movies please just and i would say just buy the blu-ray just go and buy it on amazon it's probably 10 bucks i was about ready watch. to say i'm gonna yeah, this is just, going to the top of my amazon uh amazon wish list it i love it dude i love it so much it's it is aliens meets the howling That's really dope yeah i'm definitely looking this one up yeah oh yeah <laughs> absolutely uh, Shout, Shout Factory has a really good, you know, Blu-ray version of it. So, Ooh, okay. yeah, and I don't think it's too too expensive because it's a little bit older. I do love um, Shout Factory, right? Me too. And Arrow, Arrow Blu-rays are, are great. Also, mm. they put out some really good shit. Um, we're on number three, right? And Helen, great pick, bro. I, I cannot even deny that. Well, so. Thank you. My number three falls, honestly, into the same category, and I actually kind of think this might be one of the ones you have, but it falls under the category of Who Can You Trust? Mm. And this is 1978, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Nice, yes, absolutely. Well, okay, conundrum, because it is on my list. You are right about that. We'll talk Uh, about when we get to that. Yes, yes. Okay, nothing further to add here? Well, mine is actually the 1951 version. Oh, I, love, okay. I do love the Donald Sutherland version most. 
Uh, but for me, it would be the 1951 version. But we can get to that when we get to it. Yeah, well, let's talk about um, – yeah, let's talk about that when we get to that one. Yes. And we'll talk about this one now. Um, yeah. do I I – had seen it when I was younger, right? And I'm yep. sure I've seen um, the original, the one you're going to talk about. Uh, and I've seen, what's it called, Body Snatchers with mm. Gabrielle Anwar. Oh, mm-hmm. I love that movie. Oof, I had a huge crush on her back in the day. <laughs> it's like seeing her nude in that one was, oh, yeah, that was a big one for me. But, like, like I'd only seen the 78 version, like, maybe once or something. And a couple weeks ago, I was kind of like, yeah, I wasn't in a video game mood. So I was like, all right, let me just, like, watch a movie and see what's on Amazon. And I was like, yeah, Zach was talking about it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay. He was talking about it with Dustin on the movies that traumatized him. So I was like, let me go back and rewatch this. Fucking hell, that movie was so good. Really like, good. And this is, like, it's not my number one, even though, like, I feel like it is the best example. It was like, I moved this around for me because it really is the best example of Creeping Dread. Yeah. Because the entire time you're watching the movie and I'm like, what are those things that, that they're putting in the trash and everything? And you realize it's the hair or mm-hmm. whatever it is. It's all, it's like, you realize that, as it's all happening, it's all happening in the background. Like, it's all, the world is ending in the background, and you don't even fucking realize it. And there's this great scene where, where Donald Sutherland's walking down the street, and, like, you, you, people are looking at the camera, thus sort of looking at him, mm-hmm. sort of a POV shot. And and if you take the music away, it's just people walking around looking at the camera occasionally, but the music and the makes it just so dreadful. Uh-huh. And yeah. it's the movie makes normal people be scary and that's what's really fucking cool about it and but it's my number third because it's like even though it's a a good example but it's not personally to me like my number one Mm -hmm. is or my number two is but i mean all these can sort of be interchanged you know but yeah yeah, number three 1978 invasion of the body snatchers i know that you have the other one higher but like what'd you think of this one Uh, well i loved it uh okay this the 1978 one is the first one i ever saw uh and I, like I said before, I love like the early aesthetics of uh, 70s and 80s special effects. Uh, it mm-hmm. just has all that early temper paint gore that you want, and the whole theme of very tactile, very. Um, it, the ending hits; it just punches because you know here it is. There's Donald Sutherland. I need you know finally we're together again, and he's a monster. Mm-hmm. And it just ends on that note. He's a monster. The world's a monster. Bye. You're done. Yeah. Bye. You're, <laughs> and you'll be a monster. So there's no hope for you yep. whatsoever. And when I was watching it, I did not remember or expect the man-faced dog thing no. to, to come out. And I think my reaction was the same as hers, the, the, like where she just like screamed. Yep. I was like, oh, my God, no. <laughs> but, but then, you know, I, like after seeing it, I realized that I have seen it before. I just didn't know that it was, you know, from this movie. Right. Um, but when it was that was very shocking. And, I mean, very odd that, like, you know, this movie came out the same year that I was born. So it's like <laughs> 42 years later. And that that scene still shocked me the way it was supposed to shock you. So I got to give props to that movie. But it wouldn't have even shown up on this list if I had not watched it a couple uh, a couple months ago. Now I will say it didn't make it on my list. But what would have probably replaced it Mm. was uh, Prince of Darkness by John Carpenter. I ooh I don't know if I've seen that or not. It sounds I know that I know that title. I just I truly can't remember if I've seen that or not. I've seen Prince of Space. Is that anything? Is it anything like Prince of Space? <laughs> I don't think so. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, it's it's a part of John Carpenter's Apocalypse trilogy. So it's that, The Thing, and uh, Mouth of Madness oh, are like okay. his three like apocalypse movies essentially. Yeah. But um, it's really good, dude. Donald Donald Pleasance is in it. Um, it's it's uh it's it's like it takes place in a church where basically this church has uh, this green goo in it uh. that uh, that's been sealed up, which is essentially the devil. And it's <laughs> very creeping dread movie. It it very much makes this list or it should be on there as an honorable mention. So I would highly recommend checking it out. And the ending is kind of bonkers too. So that's awesome. I, I, I truly, you know, just having now sort of been speaking with you for uh, over an hour, I guess at this <laughs> point, uh, I, I think it would be right up your alley. It's going on the Amazon list. Another one to put on the list. Hey, they got a Scream Factory version, so there you go. (laughs) All right, man. Uh, We're on your number two then, right? Yes. My number two is uh, 1985's Fright Night. Ooh. So, well, first off, we know what your number one is then. Um, (laughs) Okay. So, Fright Night, we reviewed that on this uh, show on podcast after dark. Yeah. Um, Zach loves it. I am not the biggest fan of it. Um, <laughs> although because I think it was because I didn't like the protagonist because I actually, I think empathized with the, uh, with uh shit. What's his name? Um, uh, the main bad guy. Oh, Jerry. Jerry, yeah, Jerry Dandridge. I, Jerry. I was like, I was like, he's, he's the, he's the main character right. here. He's, he's not doing anything wrong, <laughs> you know. Wrong. Like, and I loved his fucking uh, his 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 assistant guy. I forgot his name too. Yeah. Oh, I loved was him. Evil Billy Ed. Billy Cole. Well, no, it's uh, Billy Cole. His oh, other that's guy. right. That's right. Oh, dude. Oh, but man. I just for some reason I didn't latch on to the protagonist of the film, and I think that's what kept me. It, it, it created a, a like a barrier for me to sort of get yeah. into it with. But um, but why does it fall into a creeping dread for you? Because it it, it was definitely a little bit more comedy. Oh, definitely, I can agree with you there. Um, I don't know. I remember watching it and feeling a kinship to Hitchcock's Rear Window. Well, at mm, least with okay. the beginning part where it's like, nobody believes me. This guy's a vampire. Uh, you know, that whole thing. Um, and then, of course, halfway through the movie, he comes over and goes, yeah, you're going to forget about all this or I'm going to kill you. So it changes. Uh, but at a certain point, I don't know. I've always uh, distrusted vampires. If I thought there was a vampire living next door, there's no way he's coming over for cocktails. <laughs> Absolutely no way. Um and it at a certain point it just ramps up with the violence and the the big battle at the end. Uh, poor evil Ed. If you don't feel some sort of sympathy for a werewolf boy dying, then I don't I don't know I don't know how to explain it. It's just it's one of those things. I've never felt sorry for an evil demon that was trying to kill a person, but there it is. I definitely keyed in on that. That was a highlight for me with the movie. I was like, damn, like they didn't have to to do all of that. And I think they did it well yes. uh, with, with Evil Ed and whatnot. And uh, cheap plug, we also interviewed uh, Stephen Jeffries, a.k.a. Evil Ed, for our, um, our interview series on Patreon. So guys and gals out there in the world, go check us out at patreon.com slash podcastingafterdark to listen to our interview with Evil Ed. I know I want to listen to that. Jeez. How much is it to get on Patreon, Buck? What do you guys charge? Uh, five dollars for for this one. So, oh, that's not bad. I'll, I'll pay that. That's a good. That's yeah, a I'm, that's a deal. We <laughs> thanks, buddy. We do have a lot of good content on there. Actually, we have a a whole other show on there too. So yeah, our, our Patreons it's growing, man. It's growing. So that's what's I up. That's always good it. to hear. 
You know what? That is what's up, bro. <laughs> we were just talking about that. Uh, <laughs> I love it, man. <laughs> oh, dude. All right, buddy. My number two is 1985's George Romero's Day of the Dead. Ooh. And yeah, dude. That one was... I mean, Dawn of the Dead's awesome. Night of the Living Dead. And you could say, like, all of them sort of, like, lead to this, you know? Yeah. The world at this point has fallen. And that... There's just... I don't know, like, there. I feel like in the other movies, there's hope that the world may be coming back. There's hope Absolutely. that you're gonna, our survivors are going to be found. And this one, it's just, nah, nah, dog, this is it. There's, like, 15 of us. That's all we know. Maybe there's more, but but all, all we know is this 15, and we're not really getting along either. So there's, like, no safe haven, like, whatsoever in that movie. There's nothing above ground, nothing below ground, because you're kind of, like, stuck with the enemy essentially because yep. of all the the piece of shit you know military guys that yep. are there um and it just man it is bleak it is just there is no fun in that film and Absolutely. you know you know what i mean like it's just holy crap but i love it and honestly i think you know growing up i was like everyone yeah dawn the dead everyone loves that but i'm like I think Day of the Dead's my favorite just because it's just it just goes there man it just it had the balls to go there right Nowhere to nowhere left to run, and that and well, my favorite thing. I don't know if they explained it in the movie or not, but it was like, how did the zombies get underground? How did they find yeah, their yeah. way underground? I don't like this. I this know, is what like, we're left with at the end of the world. Yeah, and it's like because it's almost like yeah, and I didn't even think about that, but like yeah, you're you're underground, and obviously there's it's it's like a cave system that has mm-hmm. entrances, but it's like the world is so saturated with zombies that they even somehow like found their way into this cave system because they're just they can sense the meat that they need to eat. It's just oh my god, it's there's nowhere to go, there's no safe haven on earth at all, and it's just that is fucking terrifying to me, you know. I love it, and yeah, I mean yeah, me it's too, dude. Pick. Me. Yeah, did you uh did you ever watch Land of the Dead? I did. Um it was it was okay. I definitely liked it more than Diary of the Dead. Yes, Diary of the Dead was trash. Absolute trash. <laughs> Hot water trash. I, I have a I have a fondness for Land of the Dead because it's kind of like it's kind of like Mad Max meets, you know, zombie stuff and yeah. and I like uh I like Dead Reckoning the 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 vehicle thing. Mm-hmm. Um and I just thought it was like I thought it was more fun. That even though it's technically sort of the same scenario where mm-hmm. the world's pretty much gone as Day Day of the Dead is, I thought it was more fun than Day of the Dead. Like I would rather inhabit that world than the Day of the Dead world, you know. Same, same. And I well I liked it because it felt like it really it was a continuation of number 3 where it was like oh yeah bub started this whole theory where zombies can return to who they are and now we're so far into the future that that's exactly what they did these guys aren't mm-hmm. even paying attention to brains they just want to exactly. work <laughs> yeah they yeah they just want to do their thing and like yeah i i'm with you man i thought that was a a really cool cool concept and yeah, yeah after that like i watched diary but i was like nah I, I, I and i think there was like another one that he did that was another of the dead and i there was like was no, that movie it was island of the dead uh, or, wait a minute oh, I... not island of the dead it was the one with the feuding families that kind of played off the whole Hatfields and McCoys. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I saw that one was trash too. Maybe. Oh god. It was to me. I was like, it's okay, but the ending when they finally teach zombies to eat flesh that isn't human, you're like, well, now we're definitely fucked. No more food <laughs> anywhere because now they're yeah. going to be eating all the shit we had left to eat. 
I yeah, like I was like, oh great, we just you know, we're still on the menu, but now there's options. Yeah, yeah, no, dude, that's no. I'll I'll just keep it with uh with the first three and then Land of the Dead Same. and and I won't even fuck with the rest of those. <laughs> oh man! All right, well this is it, our number one spot. We know what yours is, bum, so bum, take bum. us into it and uh, let us know uh like what what's the difference between the fifty one version and the seventy eight version? Uh well, for me, I and see go like the whole thing with special effects. For and I was wrong. It's actually 1952. My B. Okay. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know. I just guessed. <laughs> uh, it's such limited uh, amount of special effects that they could do back then, um, and yet you still feel this overwhelming sense of of uncertainty and uh, there's no safety. The 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 theme of who can you trust carries over so well. In, in that minimalistic environment. Like, yeah, they still had the pods and there was still temper paint, but not on the same level as uh, the 78 version, like with um, Jeff Goldblum and everything when they discover his body. Uh, there, there's just a, a, a creepy, wonderful simplicity to it all. And it still fits the who can you trust genre uh, just as well as the Donald Sutherland version. Because I think that one ends as he jumps on the truck notices all the pods and then jumps off and it, it pans out i think that's where it ends right uh the donald sutherland no or the, uh, 51 the 50 version. the 51 version i honestly maybe have seen it i truly barely remember it and, and the main guy is that guy that was in the 78 version mm-hmm. when donald sutherland was driving right and he kind of yeah j- j- yeah so that's him from the 19 and he's He's Donald Sutherland's character in the 1952 version, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, yeah. I I don't exactly remember where it ends. I do remember he's like, isn't he like running down the street and and the cars are on the freeway mm-hmm. or something, and he's yelling at them and everything. But um, but yeah, I I, I feel you. Like sometimes you know. Less is more. Um, you were saying it earlier about the Edgar Allan Poe thing, mm. and I am a firm believer in that. Like Jaws is great because you don't see the shark barely, and right. it, I am always more scared of what you don't see than what you do see. And Man. sometimes I think artists work better within the confines of something. Meaning, like you, you tell an artist, like, "Oh, paint anything you want," and they'll sit there and think about it. But if you tell them, "Paint." XYZ, they can usually do it faster because you give them a, a confine to work within. And I think sometimes, like these older movies, like the original um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, I think, you know, just they had to be, they had to come up with some trickery, yeah. you know, to kind of pull these things off. And I think that kind of stuff really holds up well today because it's all in camera stuff. It's not CGI, which mm-hmm. doesn't like, you know, hold up well. They actually do like camera tricks and stuff, which really holds up so well to today. These kids but today, I, they don't know nothing about tempo paint and special effects (laughs) i I will say this like i the one scene in the 52 version that still holds for me is the part with the pod and the it's the family uh sitting in the living room and like the baby's finally asleep i'll go put this in with it i can't remember the exact line but it just the dead uh just the way the pod people are portrayed in the 52 version there's such a monotone blankness to it and yet it's still like the most ominous ominous thing you've ever heard you know yeah yeah and i i'm always kind of another thing that sort of weirdly freaks me out is um 
Well, it's it's the thing scenario. Like uh, you can communicate with the thing, right? And like, say you and I are the th- like, say you're the thing, uh, and I'm human, and we're in a room together. Um, you will attack me, but like, why <laughs> can't? Why can't I still communicate with you then, right? Like, right. why can't, like, I, and then what freaks me out is because the answer is you were never communicating with it in the first place. It's It was just mimicking so well that it was mimicking intelligence, and that freaks me the fuck out so much, you know? And, and also, um, the, the first, the very first VHS movie, do you remember that movie? Uh, did you ever see VHS? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you remember that the one where it was like the harpy girl, where she was like, "I like you," and like, like she was like, yeah, it, it, she, yeah. Okay, that freaked me out because, like, she's an animal that has evolved to mimic, you know, like mm-hmm. human speech in order to get you close to her, yep. so that she can attack. It's giving me chills just thinking about it. <laughs> right. So that shift, and so so all you know comes back to the pod people is the same way like it's just like you can communicate with them but the moment you know you fall asleep they're going to turn you into a pod person and then even in the 78 version they'd say like you're still going to retain your memories you're still you but then you're not so better version of you a happier version of you (laughs) 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 oh man dude the yeah dude i mean you know i I think you're more correct in having body snatchers as number one. If if it wasn't for the thing, I think any version of body snatchers is the the quintessential creeping dread film. Agreed. Um, but I, for my number one, I cued in on just the feeling, just horrified, just absolutely horrified, Ooh. and and you know. I have a weird thing where I try not to put newer movies on lists because I right. feel like you need to sit with movies for a while. Yeah. I think movies like like people are like, oh, you know, everyone wanted to know where Rise of Skywalker fell on my list of Star Wars movies. And I'm like, shit, I ain't gonna know that for years. Like <laughs> I have to watch that movie at least twenty more times to like know where it where it falls. Yeah, you right? gotta fully digest it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. You gotta sit with it. But I knew right away and I, that this movie fucking killed me just emotionally destroyed me and that is the 2018 hereditary Ooh, okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've, i assume you've seen it right I, I it's still i've seen it once can't go yep. back to it i can't go back to it i won't go back to it won't. i am i am still to this day haunted by that film um everything about it i assume probably most people who listen to this podcast have seen it so we can get a little spoilery but i mean dude the way it the way it i mean i was my head was in my wife's lap (laughs) at the in that last scene where she's you know sawing her own fucking head off like you know my head was in my wife's lap with covering my own fucking eyes and i was like screaming so i wouldn't have to hear what was happening that's how as a 40 at the time 40 year old man that's how much that fucking movie destroyed me but yet i loved it because no movie had made me feel that gross and horrified absolutely like in forever and like since i was a kid i did the, and know? i gotta say i did the same thing with the you you at least do nope i'm putting my hands over my yeah. face like it like several times during that movie you know it's just oh wow that's a good pick that is a mighty number one i like it I, and and i i was like 
in my gut, I was like, I have to do it mm-hmm. because I was like, on paper, I feel like Invasion of the Body Snatchers is probably more appropriate. Like, that's what people would expect. But my gut is just like, man, that movie. And, and it was the course of the entire film. It is a slow burn mm-hmm. to a very fucked up ending and you know also diving into shit that i'm interested in like occult stuff and yeah. you know stuff like that and you know i mean at the time right when i watched it i was also very like sort of deep into reading about occult stuff and listening to paranormal podcasts and everything so like it hit all the right notes at right at at the exact same time and then just masterfully crafted Absolutely. you know uh you know it, the guy did uh midsummer which i enjoyed mid midsomar but but like still haven't seen I, it <laughs> It's 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 good. And and yeah. by the way, it took me a while to see it because I thought it was going to be as horrifying as Hereditary. Right. It's it's a totally different movie. It's not as horrifying as Hereditary. It is more Ooh, it is a okay. it is a build up slow burn psychological creeping dread. It is creeping dread, <laughs> but it is not as horrific as Hereditary. Okay, um, good. Yeah, <laughs> good. I, that's yes. all I need I, to know. <laughs> bro, I, I'm with you, bro. I I sat on that for a while because I was like I, I got to be emotionally prepared for that film um but no it's not as bad um but at this point man like a24 can just do no wrong i you know the the company that that put out hereditary and everything um if you want to hear a good podcast a24 has a um has a a podcast and they had the director of the lighthouse and the witch um talk to the director of hereditary and midsummer so like yeah it's a great conversation go look that up and uh, i love the the witch and i love um uh, the other one but i oh uh, lighthouse was great too i don't think i've actually seen lighthouse i saw witch i know that much Okay, uh, I think the lighthouse just came out on Blu-ray a couple like like a month ago or so. Hmm. Um, definitely check it out. It's a I it's a it's a dark comedy. I would say it's very funny. But I was very high when I saw it. <laughs> That's right <laughs> up my alley. Then I love dark humor. Yeah. yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. So oh man, that was a bro. That was a, a damn good list, man. Likewise, likewise. I mean, one one casualty that I will disagree with, but overall, <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> You know, and 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 I am I am thrilled that you leaned into it, man. You could have like downplayed it or something, but you were like, "Fuck it, I hate it." Follows, I, and I'm gonna dive into it. I love it, dude. Fucking just lean into that shit, man. If it's one <laughs> thing I know, I will always speak my truth with that movie. It's just, <laughs> when you pay to see that movie, you you you'll do the same. It's like, nope, I hated it. I hate it. Yeah. And, 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 you know, I, I get it, man. It's like, you're like, that's the hill I'll die on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, bravo, my friend. Oh, so, so yeah, dude, that was, that was an awesome list. I I loved it. And I hope, uh, I hope everyone out there listening loved it as well. Obviously, uh, let us know on social media, you know, what you think we're most active on Instagram. Are you, where are you guys most active? I would say Instagram. You can uh, yeah. you can find us on Instagram at MTR Podcasts, and uh, well, my personal one on Instagram is at Kid Get Nice, uh, and I'm also on uh, Twitter. But as far as the podcast network goes, IG would be the place to to check us out. Yeah, yeah, us too. That's where we're most active as well. Me personally and the the show. So when I drop this, you know, I'll put all the links in there and, and we'll definitely do some cross promotion on Instagram. So let us know on, on you know, our Instagram. Let us know on their Instagram. You know, let us know what, what you thought of our list. And uh, if you agree, if you disagree, either, either way, it's all good. Absolutely. All comments are welcome. So <laughs> Dan D, my man, where where can we, you just plugged it, I know, but uh, plug, plug everything again, please. 
please, sure. just one more time. Yeah. Uh, for any of the podcasts that I'm involved with, you'd want to go to mtrthenetwork.com. We cover weird news, fun stuff, music, food, a little something for everybody. Uh, but you can check all that out at mtrthenetwork.com. Nice. And you guys are on uh, Apple Podcasts. Uh, yes. And... <laughs> Pot, thank you for that save there, Corey. I swear to goodness, <laughs> Rob would smack me in the back of the head if he could. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Spreaker, basically all the podcatchers yeah. out there. Yep, all the major podcatchers. Seems like uh, Spotify is going to be the biggest one these days. Spotify's with that, uh... the place to be. Well, you know, when they bought last, well, not bought, but when they got that exclusivity with last podcast on the left, man, that just, that put them in the stratosphere. Amen, so yeah. I was like, yeah. I, and I, and I like their, their like interact, like, I like how when you uh, promote the show, like through Spotify onto Instagram, you can actually use the new cover images and mm -hmm. stuff that, you know, it's, it's so much better. So yeah, we, we push Spotify more for, for ours as well. And uh, you guys know where to find me on Instagram. I'm at Corey Nation as my personal one. And I'm, I'm always on there and I'm always on the podcasting after dark Instagram and everything. And uh, podcast wise, you know, all the places to find me on the Blast from Our Past network. And you can find all the podcasts from our network on our website, which is bfopnetwork.com. Again, that's bfopnetwork.com. And Dan, thank you again, my man. This was, this was awesome. And you it know what? Was. It was. It was well worth the wait and the chaos for us to get to, Absolutely. to get here. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I love what you guys do. And, um, you know, if you ever need somebody to fill in a guest spot again, let me know. I'll come up with another list and we'll go again at this. <laughs> Bro, the door is always open, my friend. And uh, tell Rob we got to get him on for a watch list uh, as yeah. well one of these days. So <laughs> I think at this, at this point I'm kind of backed up on him. So I'm going <laughs> to slow down a little bit. But uh, I really appreciate all the love you guys give us. And uh, definitely go check out their podcast. Go check out um, – I, I always call it the MTR Podcast, but it's uh, – if you look it up on uh, Apple Podcasts, it's Mastermind Teams Robcast. They are a lot of fun, and I give them my seal of approval. Not that they need it, not that they asked for it, <laughs> and not that it fucking matters, but they're awesome, and go check them out. Oh, so Thank you so much, Corey. <laughs> You're welcome, buddy. All right, we'll catch you guys on the flip. Join the Podcasting After Dark Patreon community to unlock exclusive monthly content like cast interviews and a fan feedback show. Plus, you get every regular episode of Podcasting After Dark completely ad-free. You can also support the show by rating and reviewing us five stars on Apple Podcasts and by recommending us to your friends. Finally, make sure you follow us on Reddit Instagram, and Facebook for news and updates about future episodes. Just search for Podcasting After Dark.